Hello, I'm Dango Rose, and you're listening to the Mountaineer Podcast in conjunction with the Mountaineer Newspaper, the voice of the peak to peak online and in print. Brought to you by Mountain Vale Media. Now, listen in for the show. and welcome to this week's Music of the Mountains podcast. I'll let my guests introduce themselves real quick. M. Hallbrooks, the fiddle player in Pete and Hallbrooks Family Dance. And I'm Pete Herod, and the other Hallbrooks family would be Evan. Actually, both M and I are probably the main songwriters and singers. Are there other members of your band? Yes. Jason is the banjo player, and Kevin is the bassist. And I hear you're performing at the Gold Hill General Store very soon. Yes. (laughs) Friday, March 8th, from 7 to 9. So to clarify, you guys are called Pete Hallbrooks and the Family Band? Pete and the Hallbrooks family band with me and then M. Hallbrooks and Kevin Hallbrooks, which is the original trio that we started here in Louisville, Colorado back oh, a year ago, two years ago. <laughs> and Jason, we, we adopted him. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's Pete and the Hallbrooks family band. So it's generally you, M, and Kevin, Pete? That's correct. So it's generally the three of us and we will bring in others here and there. It's kind of a genre of music, especially around here, where you do find your core group, and then people are in different bands, people have other stuff going on, so you kind of incorporate other musicians as you can, but you do want a core group to deal with, and that would be me and M and Kevin. So you would consider Jason an official fourth member? Yeah, he's an official fourth member, for sure. Because he does sing as well, he's got some great stuff. He just came in later, that's all. And he can't always make it, so... So you said you guys bring in other members as well? Yeah, Jason is probably our fourth closest core member, but we do occasionally bring in some friends from other bands as fifth or sixth members on occasion. So we try to kind of have guest artists featured, because we have a lot of friends in other bands, so we kind of treat it like an open-door policy, like a rotation, if you will. (laughs) As well, I would say that I had another band and some of them are up in the Evergreen Conifer area. And if we play out there or if one of those old members gets a gig, they'll reach out to me and then I'll bring M and Kev and use them. It's just kind of a dynamic like that. Very fluid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What were some of the musical inspirations that brought you guys together as a band? Bluegrass probably would be the inspiration for founding the band as far as how we met and what we were playing at the time and how we style our songs. We will incorporate some covers or some other styles of music, but we will have that flair of bluegrass to it. And a lot of it has to do with the instrument. Banjo, upright bass, fiddle. But I mean, we come from backgrounds of indie rock, punk, classical, classical, (laughs) country. These are all genres we love, we are inspired from, we bring into our shows. But when we play them and how we play them and with what we're playing them with. It's definitely upbeat, folky, bluegrassy kind of style. So how did you guys as individuals get started in music? Em and Pete, do you want to talk about that? I can go first. I started playing violin at 10, so I've been playing for 20 
23 years now, and it's my primary instrument. I do occasionally play backup guitar as well, but my inspiration to music was through my great-grandfather. He came here from Germany, and he had a German violin that he brought with him, and it was passed down through the family to me because I was interested in playing violin, and so as soon as it landed in my hands, I've been playing ever since. And it's still one of my primary instruments. I still have his violin. It's one of my favorite instruments. And I have a large background. I've been trained primarily classical Suzuki through my upbringing, and then I was introduced to fiddle camp and fiddle jams and bluegrass jams and that sort of thing. And I played in community orchestra in college. So classical music has been a huge influence for me. But growing up, I loved listening to classic rock, things my dad was playing on the radio. So that influenced me a lot. And I love funk music, Americana, lots of different types of music. So I kind of consider myself a little bit of a genre mash. But you, Pete? Yeah, I was never trained. So. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle left us a guitar in our basement when I was a little kid. We also had this chord book in our house. And so I taught myself. And then beyond that, I never got really <laughs> real lessons. But I had a thing for writing music and writing. It just hit me. I loved it. I grew up covering Pixie songs and Violent Femme songs, which I'll still do to this day. And probably bands a lot of people listening to this don't even know. But yeah, as I got older, growing up in East Tennessee, I learned to love bluegrass. And I just started to incorporate that into all of it and bounced around to Texas and several other places, ended up here. And here's where I really got into collaborating more and bringing my song to other musicians. Whereas I do mainly just write and play rhythm guitar and sing, I really rely on the amazing artistry and talent of other musicians to bring it all together, really. Can you guys also speak on behalf of Jason and Kevin? Yeah, definitely. I can definitely speak more at length for Kevin, the Holbrook's family band portion, husband and wife duo. So, so Kevin, born and raised in Iowa, and his music introduction was classical piano. So he was a competitive piano player growing up, and then he was introduced to bass, I believe, in middle school or high school. And he played in his high school orchestra, and so he played both electric and upright bass growing up. And that's where Kevin and I actually met was at violin making school at the Red Wing program in Minnesota. And so we both have a background in instrument repair and restoration. So that's how we met. So we both have an equal passion for restoring instruments and building instruments as well as playing music. And I know he's been playing bass ever since. And when we moved out to Colorado together, that's where we met Pete and we started the band. We met Jason around the same time at one of the local jams here. And Jason, in addition, I know he's been playing banjo for years. And he's super, super talented banjo player. We're so lucky to have him in the group. He also plays fiddle as well. He's been playing for years and he's been playing guitar for almost as long as banjo, I believe. So he's a multi-instrumentalist. Very, very talented. So Em, are you and Pete the primary songwriters for the group? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah, Pete and I are the ones who are primarily writing music for the band right now. What inspires you most about the songwriting process? I'm going to answer for Em real quick. <laughs> Actually, no, this is for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Heartbreak is a huge motivator. <laughs> you can be dry with material and then screw up a relationship and suddenly have <laughs> three songs ready to go. <laughs> go ahead, Em. You took words right out of my mouth. <laughs> 
Yes, I would say that a lot of the material that Pete and I are writing are inspired by other people. Absolutely. And it both has two elements to it, I feel like. It is very personal to us and so that much more enjoyable to play instead of writing story-themed music where people write songs about history or about things that have happened to other people. Pete and I are more inspired to write by things that have happened to us personally. So not only is it more fun to play live, but for me, I'll speak for myself, it's also more therapeutic. So hers is more logical. Mine is very abstract. I don't really care about the heartbreak, to be honest, after it's over. I just come up with that. <laughs> because the ones I write probably are more upbeat and they throw in whiskey drinking and hooting and hollering, yeah, you know. But it just comes from that. <laughs> What's so therapeutic for you about the songwriting process? Oh, absolutely. I guess I'll name drop. It kind of feels a little bit like Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran where they write about their exes. And I've watched interviews of them describing how good it feels to sing and how liberating it is to sing about it publicly and have people fall in love with your music and fall in love with what happened to you. And that's probably my favorite part is when people resonate with the lyrics and they sing along and it just becomes a community feeling and it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Pete, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, her songs actually I was commenting that I really feel some of her songs. She's like, do you want to sing it? And I'm like, no, I'm not mm. going to sing that. There's no way I could capture what you're saying through that song. The way she does it is phenomenal. She has a great way of just putting what she is feeling into a song and it's hers and it's awesome. Yeah. So who's the primary vocalist of the band? It is probably mainly me. <laughs> How do you choose which songs to perform and by who? So I do solo shows as well and I'll also maybe play with other people here and there. And then um, she's done her things in the past. But when we come together, and I think this matters for all bands, I'm not going to bring my slow indie songs to a upbeat bluegrass band. So what I do is I have tons of songs. But what we do is we come together and we're like, what works? What's fun? What do people want to hear? Where are we playing? There's a lot of factors to go into what we're going to play. And I think both of us have this selection of, okay, well, these songs that I wrote over here, they're fun, they're catchy. We all like them. We all know how to harmonize with them. We all know how to play with them. No one's really driving this. It's more of a total co-op, really. We want to work together. We want to have fun. We want everybody else there enjoying themselves and getting an equal part as well. So nobody shows up and they're like, I'm singing all these songs and this is how it's going to be. It's like, hey, I'm going to do all these. You're going to do all these and let's make it work and it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. It's a very collaborative thing. What's fun about being able to perform in a group like this? I mean, my experience in seeing similar bands, there aren't a lot because a lot of successful bands really do have one driving leader, I guess. But the ones that aren't like that, I love that people connect with somebody in the band. Yeah. You know? I love accompanying M on her awesome song. I have no issues whatsoever playing my part in supporting her or Jason or Kevin. For me, it's, I just love being there and being a part of it and sharing my stuff, but also just being the whole collaborative thing. And yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I feel like we sing so many two-part and three-part harmonies that sometimes people forget who is there. We had to choose a lead singer. Singing time, definitely Pete. He definitely sings lead the most. But Jason and I sing so much supporting harmony that you kind of get lost in the collaboration that we're doing, which is definitely a goal. Really tasteful harmonies. And also an experience that people find us really fun to listen to. It's background music. They're hanging out with their friends and they're having a drink or so to speak. But also really fun to watch. I've gotten so many compliments of people who love to come to our shows and they are just so captivated by watching us because we're so much fun to watch. 
because we are. We're smiling and we're laughing and we're having a good time and we're enjoying just being around each other. And there's so many bands that don't do that enough, in my opinion. So that's something we really prioritize is it's good music and it's a good show. Is there anything else in general that you would like to add? I guess I would say the only other things that we have coming up, we're in the booking process right now. So please go out and follow us on social media. We're very active on Instagram and Facebook in particular. So if you want to hit a show, find a show, talk to us, message us for private bookings, for private shows, house parties, any of that stuff, definitely reach out to us on social media. That's the best way to get a hold of us. And that's the best way to see what we're up to and where our shows are and what time to catch us. And also keep a close eye on our YouTube page because we competed last year in the NPR Tiny Desk submission. And we're going to be doing that again this year. So definitely stay tuned for our Tiny Desk contest submission. Be looking out for those social promo pushes. It's just that time of year right now where we're just trying to get everything set up. Not a whole lot of places in the winter that are totally opening their doors because so many of these places that we play are outdoor. So yeah, just your ears open, your eyes open, and if you can make it out to one of the shows, let us know what you think. And I do believe that if you come see us live, you'll enjoy it, and I would encourage you to do that. And are you planning on releasing any music in the near future? Plan to be released. In the last few weeks, we've been deciding what to record. So really, the holdup is narrowing down the 10 or so songs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do 7 or 10, but that's where we're at right now, is just kind of narrowing down the songs. We just we do have a bunch. I'm hoping Sweet. to have a YouTube playlist or a Spotify album out sometime this year, but it will definitely be a time-consuming process between how many dozens, if not hundreds of songs Pete has written over his lifetime and the several that I have. It'll be a time-consuming process, so I know people have been asking for the music, so thank you for your patience. <laughs> and Nashville might be calling me, so... <laughs> thank you so much to Pete and M for coming on board and joining us for the podcast. You can check out Pete and the Hallbrooks Family Band at the Gold Hill General Store on 531 Main Street in Gold Hill on Friday March 8th, 2024, starting at 7 p.m. And now, for this week's music mentions. Head to Busey Brews, located at 70 East 1st Street in Netherland on Sunday, February 25th at 2 p.m. to see Rollins Villains performing live. Head to Diner Barnad, located at 121 North Jefferson Street in Netherland on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. for a damn jam open jam night, on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. for a karaoke night, on Fridays at 9 p.m. for a DJ Friday, and on Sundays at 6 p.m. for an open mic night. Head to Eldora Mountain Resort, located at 2861 Eldora Ski Road in Netherland on Friday, February 23rd at 11 a.m. to see Friday's Timbers Tap House series with Eric Richard Stone, on Friday, February 23rd at noon for the DJs in the Woodward Boombox series with Pomegranate Sounds, on Saturday, February 24th at 9 a.m. to see DJs in the Woodward Boombox series with Yololo, on Saturday, February 24th at 1 p.m. to see Fireside and Timbers Lodge series with Sarah Banker, on Sunday, February 25th at 9 a.m. to see DJs in the Woodward Boombox series with DJ Worm, and on Sunday, February 25th at 1 p.m. to see Fireside and Timbers Lodge series with No Go Two Billies. Head to the Gold Dirt Distillery, located at 41 Main Street in Rollinsville, on Wednesday, February 28th at 7 p.m. to see an open mic night with the Rollins Villains. 
Gardens. Head to the Gold Hill General Store located at 531 Main Street in Gold Hill on Saturday, February 24th at 7 p.m. to see Something Slight performing live, and on Sunday, February 25th at 11 a.m. to see the Foggy Tops Bluegrass Band performing live. Head to Howlin' Brewing located at 51A Main Street in Rollinsville on Saturday, February 24th at 4 p.m. to see Goldie and the Grindstones performing live, and on Sunday, February 25th at 4 p.m. to see an open bluegrass jam. Head to the Jamestown Mercantile located at 108 Main Street in Jamestown on Friday, February 23rd at 7 p.m to see Porphyry performing live, on Sunday, February 25th at 10 a.m. to see John Shepard and the Front Porch Posse performing live, and on Thursday, February 29th at 7 p.m. to see Grant Livingston performing live. Head to JKQ Barbecue located at 200 Gregory Street in Blackhawk on Friday, February 23rd at 6 p.m. and on Saturday, February 24th at 5 p.m. to see John Ridnell performing live. Head to Knotted Root Brewing, located at 250 North Caribou Street in Netherland, on Friday, February 23rd at 5 p.m. to see Danny Schaefer performing live, and on Saturday, February 24th at 6 p.m. to see Gratefully Acoustic performing live. Also be sure to head there on Sundays at 5 p.m. for Jazz Sundays. Head to the Caribou Room, located at 55 Indian Peaks Drive in Netherland, on Saturday, February 24th to see Big Mountain with Celesee Music and the Fa-Fa Family. Dinner starts and doors open at 7 p.m., and the show starts at 8 p.m. And finally, head to the Very Nice Brewing Company, located at 20 East Lakeview Drive, number 112 in Netherland on Friday, February 23rd at 6 p.m. to see Mountain Reverb performing live, and on Saturday, February 24th at 5 p.m. to see Dan Williams performing live. Did we miss you or your performance? Want to submit your music listing in the peak-to-peak area? Do you have updates to your business or to your performances? Please call 303-810-5409 or email info at themountaineer.com to be included in the next print edition or the next podcast of The Mountain Ear. You, it's not a choice to make. Let me hold the heart that's on your sleeve. And that's it for our show. Subscribe online to get access to more news, weekly updates to our community calendar, and a link to our YouTube channel by visiting themountaineer.com Be sure to use the coupon code PODCAST when subscribing for a 10% discount only available to our listeners. I'm Dango Rose. Thank you for listening.